Welcome to the 2019 Offshore Eye Biennial Report by Appleby, providing M&A insights and deal intelligence across the offshore region. My name is Simon Hall, and today I'm going to be discussing recent developments in the Cayman Islands with three of our local partners, Simon Raftopoulos, Head of Corporate Finance and Private Equity, Caroline Barton, Head of Banking and Asset Finance, and Jacob McAdam, a partner in our Corporate Finance, Private Equity and Regulatory Practice Groups. Simon, if I could start with you, um, 2019 has been a trickier year for M&A so far, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I think it has. I think that's, I suppose, two points to that. The first of all was 2018 was an absolute cracker for M&A. So um, unsurprisingly, I don't think 2019 has kept up uh, with, with 2018. We do remain in pretty good shape, though, um, you know, looking specifically just at the offshore region, um, you know, 570 deals recorded for Cayman specifically. Collectively, the value of that um, approximately 50, 50 billion. Um, so, so we've seen Appleby. We've been really busy. Um, we've seen a lot of minority stakes. They seem to be proving popular. People call it the sort of try before you buy, and the private equity houses seem to be be doing a lot of that. So, um, so that's been good for us. I think, like the rest of the world, IPO announcements have slowed somewhat. Um, we're still seeing an, an uptick in some activity on, on the Hong Kong exchange for sure. And then for me, what's been interesting is the rise of SPAC. So special purpose acquisition companies seem to be a big deal this year. Um, there have been about 40 to 50 of these SPAC involved transactions. We've acted on a number of them, but that's certainly also something that's, uh, that's kept us going. So it sounds like uh, the Cayman Islands have been pretty busy this year so far. Um, you mentioned minority stakes uh, as opposed presumably to acquisitions. What kind of what kind of sectors are we mostly seeing uh, the action in so far this year? Um, yeah, I mean, sector-wise, I suppose information services and what we would call software publishing are by far the biggest, um, and we see lots of minority stakes in, in, in potentially, as you say, fast-growing companies. I mean, manufacturing is traditionally strong. That would be electronics, chemicals, clothing, pharma. And then, um, you know, financial services is always strong, and we in Cayman always see a, a large amount of deals in the financial service sector. Um, interesting enough, I mean, and this is, we do a lot of private equity work as well, but we are seeing a large deployment of capital in the fiduciary administration space. Um, so you are seeing the private equity shops looking, and when I say fiduciary administration space, we're looking at companies like Intertrust, TMF, a lot of banks are disposing of their fiduciary units and a lot of the larger PE-backed uh, fiduciary shops are buying these. So that's obviously something, given Applebee's unique global footprint, that we see a lot of and a lot of those type of deals. Interesting. It seems like there's a lot of activity in the fiduciary space right now. Uh, Jacob, do you notice any other similar trends? Yeah, absolutely. I think to echo what, what Simon was saying, 2019 has been possibly slower deal volume-wise than, than 2018. But Given Appleby's unique uh, footprint globally, we're still seeing a lot of very interesting and varied uh, deals, certainly on, in the M&A space. One, one particular area that I'm seeing an uptick is in, is in take privates. So buyers looking to take publicly listed companies, acquire all of the issued share capital, and take those, those companies private. In terms of the, um, the markets that we've seen activity um, in, it's been London. Um, there are currently 27 Cayman listed entities in uh, in London across the main market and also in AIM, uh, New York and Hong Kong. 
and uh, the most recent of the Hong Kong ones that we've acted on was uh, the China Automation Group's Take Private by Ascendant Capital. Sector-wise, varied really. Um, technology, real estate, infrastructure, a whole range. And in terms of the buyers that are active in this space, definitely P. We know P is sitting on um, vast resources of cash that they're looking to deploy. Some dry powder, is that right? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, and I think that's fueled really by the, um, the, the, the access to relatively cheap debt or on favourable terms. And buyers, I think, are, are seeing the relatively low equity valuations as being attractive to, to doing deals. So it sounds like there's a lot of action going on in the, the take private arena as well. Uh, Caroline, I know you have a slightly broader remit within Appleby. Can you um, give us a slightly bigger picture on how things are looking from your perspective? Sure, absolutely. I mean, if I step back and take a, a global view of what's been going on, you know, we've, we've certainly seen that while all of our jurisdictions are remaining popular, Bermuda has, has certainly had a, a particularly popular base in the last year. Um, in terms of, of targets, from, from our data, we see that these have been spread across, you know, over 60 jurisdictions. China, the UK, the US are obviously the most popular and, and the most active. But so not just an offshore situation? No, all. no, no, absolutely not. But w while we're seeing uh, this vast um, selection in jurisdictions, Cayman still maintains its status as, as one of the leading offshore jurisdictions for the PE funds um, and, and for, for the vehicles that are being used um, in these, uh, these deals, whether it is as acquirers um, or targets. And why does Cayman continue to be so popular? Well, first of all, you know, the jurisdiction is well-regulated and transparent. Um, we have a reputation for complying with the highest international standards. Uh, secondly, Cayman's vehicles are user-friendly. They're easy to set up and maintain. We have competitive pricing when compared to the other jurisdictions. And I think finally, um, our tax-neutral status means that you know, these, these funds and investors, while they're paying relevant taxes, won't be subject to any additional layer of corporate taxation. And, and that always remains an attractive feature in these structures. Yeah, Caroline, uh, thanks. I mean, I, I would just add to that, I mean, we're doing really well. I mean, people obviously are aware and we do need to be mindful that there is increased regulation and I think that's that's a global standard now that's happening. Things like economic substance, AML, that's front and foremost on, I suppose, every lawyer's deal sheet nowadays. That's just the reality of the world that we live in. But Cayman, again, um, has been has done really well in receiving what is requested of it and um, and applying the relevant standards. So um, looking at the big picture and looking ahead, uh, Caroline, what sort of things do you see that might be influencing M&A over the coming months? Uh, would you like me to start with the doom and gloom? or, or Sure, let's get that over right and done then. with. <laughs> um, so I, yes, I've given the tea leaves a bit of a swirl to see what, what's forecasted. And, you know, there's the obvious factors which will affect confidence and risk appetite. 2020 is a U.S. election year that always creates some volatility in the market. You have ongoing U.S. and China trade conflict, and that's certainly slowed down the outbound Chinese deals. Um, to some lesser degree, there's Brexit, which creates even more uncertainty. And then, you know, finally, the looming threats of a downturn or economic recession. So I think the, the, the tagline continues to be uncertainty. But 
with all of that being said, 2020 is still anticipated to have a healthy amount of M&A activity. Um, so there is some good news. Yes, there is good news. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, there's, there's certainly the promise of even further pickup in 2021. I think some of the, the trends or, or features that we'll be um, seeing are, one, purpose. Uh, companies are becoming more aware of this in their M&A deals. In addition to the financial and market risk, they're now having to consider social reputation and customer risk. Uh, they're thinking more of how a deal will create value and affect their environmental and social governance. Um, so I think we can you know, probably thank millennials for that. Um, we'll, we'll certainly see strategic changes as a result. Uh, secondly, technological disruption. We'll definitely continue to see that as one of the drivers of M&A activity into next year. Uh, in a recent article from one of a, a leading onshore law firm, they said companies across all sectors have to seek to acquire businesses with digital capabilities they don't have in order to stay competitive. They'll continue to be turning to deal making to stay ahead of the curve, strategize growth and expand their customer base. And that seems to be such a big air sector in the Cayman Islands in particular from what I, what we're seeing here. Interesting, Carolyn. On the, on the M&A side, are you seeing much of activity on the, on the, on the, in the crypto space? Um, I'm, I'm certainly not a fintech lawyer, and I, I think I probably know just enough to be dangerous. I think there's a, a podcast that will have um, some of our colleagues that are much better versed in that, so you can look out for that one. Yeah, I think just my thoughts on that is certainly fintech, it's, it's not going away. It's there, it may change, um, and it will morph, but it's certainly something that is a trend and something that we, we at Applebee are certainly watching going forward and increasingly acting for clients on in that fintech space. What about other sectors? Do you think there'll be anything else that might be um, coming into prominence over 2020? You know, I think I think mining is still promising. They, they've been saying it for a couple of years, and I think it, it will continue to grow. There's strong commodity prices that are helping shift the sector, uh, and hopefully there'll be further acceleration in deals. One of the features is, I think, that the, the demand in the technology space for certain elements or, or minerals for batteries and solar power and electric vehicles means that there'll, there'll hopefully be an uptick in demand and, and naturally in deal activity. I think we can all agree it's been an exciting year for offshore M&A so far, and it'll be fascinating to see how things develop in the coming months. Simon, Caroline, Jacob, thank you very much for your thoughts. The full Offshore Eye report is now available on our website, along with the contact details of all our experts. If you'd like to know more, please visit www.applebyglobal.com.